Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And thanks to the help you get from Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive, well, he'll help you keep it running, especially when it's uh, Thanksgiving uh, travel time. Hi, Nick. Good to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Welcome back to the studio. Uh, Nick uh, pops in here from time to time when uh, Dan takes some time off. They kind of trade off here and there. Always good to see Nick, too. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question and you need to bring your vehicle into your favorite shop or your favorite dealer, and you say, what's wrong with this? Why is this doing this or that? Call in or text in. It's the same number. You can uh, ask Nick your question uh, by phone or by text. Same number, 651-989-9226. You have a good week at Lloyd's? Yeah, we've been very uh, very fortunate to have been uh, extremely busy. I think here a couple weeks back when the weather got a little colder on us, People started thinking this is starting oh, yeah. a little earlier than we thought. So, you know, like you and I talked off the air, uh, you need to get those tires checked, those fluids checked, those last couple of things before you hop on the car for your holiday travels. Yeah, indeed. There were a lot of people bringing their vehicles in this past week just for that uh, that reason. We're scheduling for like the end of the first week of December right now. Wow. But this is what we do, so we'll it get is, through it. Yeah. Yes. And it looks like, uh, looking at the forecast, especially for those folks traveling around Thanksgiving, it doesn't look too bad temperature-wise. No, so it looks decent. Maybe a little, little precept, but... A little bit, but uh, not a whole lot, at least at this point. All right, call in your car care question or send a text. We got a question. In fact, I've got a bunch of text messages we could not get to because of time. But Dan and you answer this question from time to time. We had a text that said, who in the heck is or was Lloyd of Lloyd's Automotive? There was a Lloyd. That was the last name, though, right? Correct. Uh, hopefully I'm correct here. Harold Lloyd was the original business owner, and he had a young man who has since passed now also, Don Lavelle, that owned Lloyd's. And Dan bought Lloyd's from Don, I believe, in 1990. Okay. I had, and Don stayed on, and I had the chance to work with Don for a couple of years also. Um, and Dan, you know, he's, the place continues to exceed expectations. Isn't that, well, you guys do good work. That's why. People you know, know it. You, know you can't we, say that, but what, I can. What I say is lefty, loosey, ready, tidy a whole bunch of times. <laughs> got to keep it simple, right? That's right. But it works. It does. All right. As I said, we have a bunch of texts. We have uh, callers, too. Uh, there's a line open if you want to chat with Nick, 651-989-9226. Uh, I'll tell you what. I've got these text messages, but Dave in Maple Grove called in. Uh, let's not keep him waiting. Uh, Dave, you're on with Nick. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Say, I have a Honda HRV, a 2017 Honda HRV. When I have the AM radio on, on it seems like any station, and I drive under a power line, it it just it picks up a big buzz, a heavy buzz noise until I get past it. And it, I don't think it does that in in any other car, or we have a Camry, and I don't think it does it there. And I'm just wondering, is there anything I can do for that? You know that there's interference. Obviously, uh, that's an age-old problem. You know they they've uh, shielded wires and they've done different things with antennas to kind of deal with that. You can check with the with the dealership. Maybe there's a poor connection somewhere. Um, 
and it's too new to think you'd have that problem and technology has come along too far that you sh- should be able to listen to your any radio station anywhere you are. So I would uh, I would inquire with them. There might be an issue with an antenna, um, but that would be the least like or the most likely um, problem. I've noticed that in the various cars that I've owned over the years, uh, some do that, some don't. I mean, the, every, each car in my life has been different. Well, if you go far enough back, you know, if you had a bad diode, you could hear the engine in the That's radio. That's true. You know, so but t- like I said, technology, this is like technology 20 years ago, 30 years ago, but the antennas are much better. My thought is there's something wrong with that shielding of that antenna that's allowing that interference to create that buzzing noise in the car. There's a text that just came in, Nick. Uh, I have an 09 Silverado. Can you put a remote starter in a vehicle with no power locks? Yes, you can put a remote starter in almost any vehicle. Okay. Uh, we don't do them. Um, it's, a, it's an add-on. We tend to stick to original equipment-type repairs, but there's plenty of outfits in town that can do them and help you out. Cars are a little bit older, so, um, you know, look online, look, talk to a friend, get a referral. But uh, remote starts, which are very common in new vehicles now, uh, those that have a newer vehicle, when you have an older vehicle, you're like, I kind of want that option. Yeah. I've never had one of those. Most start heated seats, heated steering Heated wheels. seats is a must these days. The features change, don't they? They do. All right, here's a text that says, uh, Hi, I love the car care on Saturday mornings. I own a 2011 Dodge Ram 1500. The combo of three lights has appeared on my dash. Let's see if I can read these. Service, four-wheel drive, traction, and ABS lights light up simultaneously. What could be the issue? They're all likely related. There could be something as uh, as simple as, or not as simple as, but as is uh, easy as a uh, ABS sensor, one of those wheel speed sensors. Uh, typically, when there's a uh, a sensor that's used by multiple systems or a, a switch that's used by multiple uh, systems, if there's a failure in that circuit or that component, it will flag all those lights. So they're likely all related. My first thought would be, you know, we hook up a scan tool, retrieve the codes, but figure out which uh, circuit is involved, get down to that component, do some testing, and prove it out. Very good. Notice another text. We have a listener listening in Birmingham, Alabama. All over the world. All over the world. All right. Uh, Daryl, hang on. We're g- you're going to be next week. Uh, grab a phone call. But we'll take this quick break and be right back with more of our car care show. Uh, Nick is filling in for Dan today. 651-989-9226 is the same number for phone calls and text messages. So call in or text in your car care question. Keep in mind, Nick's going to be here only till about 745 when Jack Farrell comes in. So don't wait. If you have a question, call or text. And good morning. Welcome back to CISO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with uh, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Dan taking the day off today for the holiday, we presume. You guys are open at the Lloyd's today, right? Yeah, we're, we're here this Saturday. We, we did give everyone the next Saturday yeah, off. But we have, we have Monday through Wednesday. And then, believe it or not, Friday is a very busy day. It's actually already scheduled full. Uh, a lot of people that uh, drop their car off on the way to Black Friday. Oh, sure. Now, how do we get in touch with you guys? Where are you located? If you ever need to give us a call, uh, 651-228-1316. Uh, if you're in front of a, a, a device there, it's uh, lloydsautomotive.net. And if you're on lovely Grand Avenue in St. Paul, we're at 982, which is at the corner of Grand and Chatsworth. Great neighborhood. All right, let's put you back to work, Nick. Daryl is calling from uh, St. Paul. We promised Daryl he'd be first. Daryl, you're on CCO with Nick. Hey, great. Morning, guys. Just uh, more of a question of curiosity. I've got a 2013 uh, Dodge Ram with the 5.8 Hemi. 
and I just was going through the maintenance schedule on it, and uh, it just turned 30,000 miles. And in the maintenance schedule, it uh, suggests uh, changing the spark plugs, and it just hit me. Uh, that seems like a fairly low mileage to uh, put new spark plugs in. And as I understand, it's quite an expensive operation to change plugs on uh, this type of engine. Any kind of a comment or thoughts on that? Uh, so on spark plugs, you know, a lot of times if you read through the manual, it'll have an E next to it where it's talking about it's an emissions recommendation. Uh, depending on the type of plug, you know, there's different materials that spark plugs are made of. If you go back a couple generations, those copper plugs really only lasted 20,000 miles. With technologies, some of the newest vehicles have iridium and different kinds of tips that'll go 100,000 miles. Uh, does the car need spark plugs at 30,000 miles? You probably have a little wiggle room. Uh, it might be worth having somebody next to me have it in for service, pull one of the easy ones out to take a look at the gap, the condition of the plug, maybe make a determination from there. But you're right. It, it can be very expensive. Some of the newest vehicles or later models, the intake manifold comes off the engine to do that. So it can be several <laughs> hours of labor. So you could be talking about a very expensive process and procedure there, but once again, we always like to use that guide of the owner's manual, the, you know, the service intervals. We don't want to have a catastrophic problem because we started cheating. So you probably have some wiggle room for sure. Next time it's in for service, have somebody take a look at one of those plugs and make a recommendation. All right. There you go, Darrell. Thanks for calling. Meanwhile, Charlie is calling in from uh, Elk River. Charlie, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a 2007 Mini Cooper that I purchased not a couple months back, uh, runs fine, but it takes a lot of oil. And, I, you know, I don't have a spot on my garage floor. It doesn't seem to be leaking anywhere. It just seems to burn up, I don't know, a quart every thousand miles. Just wondering if that's normal or what could possibly be causing that. So my response is yes, no, and maybe. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like as some of the technologies have changed in cars and some of the emission standards and fuel economy and oil change intervals, that cars are starting to use oil more. And what happens is that the oiling ring might, might get caked up with carbon or get filled up with all that gunk, so it, it allows you know what we call blow-by, which is kind of funny because blow-by used to be yeah, I like to refer to older cars, I guess I don't know why, but you, you start the car, you have all the smoke. Yeah. Well, with the emission systems and the converters, the, the car burns all that oil off so you don't see it coming out the tailpipe. But when you're u using a quart of oil in a 1,000 miles, it's burning it. Another possibility also, though, the crankcase breathing system, which is part of the valve cover, might have some issues there that's allowing excessive pressure in that crankcase, which can cause it to burn oil also. So my recommendation is next time you have it for service, have them inspect that system, that the crankcase breather system, see if there's any issues there that can be resolved. Is that going to fix your oil consumption uh, entirely? That's the maybe. I would suspect it will help, but I think that you probably can continue to have some issues there. There's likely some problems with the rings causing that uh, mm. oil to burn. Wow. There you go, Charlie. It's a whole lot of information it in is. a short time. It is. Good information. Thanks for the call. Now, we have textures. I don't want to forget about the textures either. Uh, here's one, uh, 2018 Ford Taurus, the light indicator by the gear shift quit working. Been through the book. Don't know how to fix. If it's the indicator to let you know what, uh, what gear, what gear you're, you're in, yeah, there's be. likely a little bulb there. 
problem is how do you open that can? You know, uh, it used to be you could take the instrument panel out, you could pull the back off, and there's a bunch of little tiny bulbs, replace them. Some of those are actually LEDs now, which you cannot replace. Uh, you know, you can try to, you know, the old Internet, see if someone has a YouTube video on it, but it, uh, be careful there, though, because you don't want to create a bigger problem with your instrument panel than you already have. All right. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we have to take a break here, but reminding our listeners, Nick, that uh, you're going to be here till just about 745. So if you have a car care question, don't wait. Call or text it in. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll let you know how to get in touch with those good folks uh, before Nick takes his leave today. Bunch of text messages, Nick. Should we get to them? A little lightning round, maybe. Yeah, well, I think you can take your time in some cases. Here's one. Can you give suggestions for buying tires? There are so many brands and kinds. How do I compare them? Good question. Like a lot of things in life, uh, price is a direct reflection of quality. Uh, I am a big believer in Michelin tires on most applications. Uh, That being said, you can spend a week doing research and still end up at uh, the starting point. Yeah. Uh, certain vehicles will handle tires differently, you know, certain brands and manufacturers. Uh, you know, the, the hard part is the off-brand tires um, have a tendency of maybe not being long-lasting. So what I, you know, I'll be quick here. So almost any tire brand new is just fine. You know, so if you are quite honestly being honest with yourself, get rid of that car within a year, you can probably get away with a little lesser expensive tire. But if you're the mindset where most of us are going to keep it for a few years, you should spend those extra few dollars. And the reason is, as the tire ages, whatever happens to the rubber from the salt and the sun and the heat and the cold, a lot of these lesser expensive tires, they don't wear as well. You know, they might look like they have good traction, like the, the tread depth is really thick, but they don't grab and grip the road very well. They kind well. of become kind of brittle. Yeah, they? like brittle or hard. And, you know, I, I, I'm not... I don't know all the technical pieces to it, but I just based on experience and then also the way they wear. So a lesser expensive tire, you might get a little more road noise because as they wear, they kind of wear unevenly. So you have a tire, these, you know, we hear it all the time. They're only a year old. How can they have poor traction and have so much road noise? Well, it's because it kind of goes hand in hand with you the get quality. Get what you pay for. So do your research, ask your friends and neighbors, uh, but probably spend a couple extra dollars to serve you well. I think that's good advice. Texter says, since it got cold, turning the wheel is hard the first few turns, then it's good. What's going on? Uh, maybe the power steering fluid needs a little servicing. You know, over the summer months, that fluid is very uh, its very thin because it's warm. As it gets colder, things thicken up. If there's any restrictions or any dirt with that fluid, it makes it harder for the pump to do its job. Uh, you know, maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. I would say take care of that fluid situation before you have a pump problem. Very good. How hard, Texas says, how hard is it to change an EVAP system on a 2013 Chevy Traverse? What else does it say here? I already replaced the gas cap with a GM part. That's as far as you should go. Okay. As, as a, as a, as a, uh, a layperson, you know, the evaporative systems can be deceiving. So you, you, the check engine light comes on, there's a code. The first thing everyone says, parts store and all, you need a new gas cap. And then, okay, that's fine. You can do that. Uh, can it be a problem? Absolutely. But there's several different solenoids and valves that create that or allow that system to operate. And what the EVAP system does is it collects all the fuel vapors. We don't want the gas going out in the atmosphere. So we contain them in a little canister. 
Under the right circumstances, the car's computer system will turn on a purge cycle where it'll actually burn all those fuel vapors to keep them from going out into the air. If there's a fault in there, it's not purging, it's not venting, it can create some different kinds of problems for the car, and it'll flag that light. So in that, that scenario, you should have somebody take that code, go to that part of the system, and truly prove it out and test it out. Throwing parts at it, you might fix it, but more likely you'll spend more money than you need to. All right. Another text says this, uh, Nick, uh, my heat blows warm, then cold intermittently. It's a 2009 Chrysler town and country. What's wrong? couple things. Maybe the thermostat isn't, uh, you know, it's got a few miles on it. Uh, the thermostat is a wax pellet with a spring in it. Uh, it wears out too, so it might be sticking a little bit. So the car's warming up just fine. It goes to kind of close down or open up to regulate the temp, hangs up a little bit, and then you lose heat. The first thing you notice is the heat. So I would have somebody check the actual engine temps. Also, if it's on an auto, auto setting, maybe something with one of those temperature doors isn't fully moving to the, the right position. Uh, and once again, you know, it's the industry right now is extremely busy. So if you call your shop, your dealer, whomever, and in, in this case, and they'd say it's two weeks out, take that appointment because you don't know how cold it might be in two weeks. Yeah. And then you'll be still two weeks out and have a cold car. So schedule that appointment, have them take a look at that before you get too cold. Here's another text, Nick. Uh, 2008 Ford Explorer. The FM works, but not AM. Is that an easy fix? We got to get that. Get rid one. of the car. We got to get rid of that. Get one rid fixed. of that car. If you don't have <laughs> 830 AM, you don't need it. But I remember in Tony's our old old vehicle when there was an issue with that. that uh, I bought an aftermarket uh, uh, antenna, and Dan jerry rigged it and put in that new cable, and it worked fine. It wasn't the radio; it was the antenna. Yeah. It, it, I suppose it gets corroded and stuff. Well, it gets corroded, and you know, depending where the antenna is located and how it's designed, you know, if it's in the in the glass itself, it's probably not that issue. But you know, now we have different types of antennas sticking out of all kinds of places on the car. You know, corrosion. I just say it gets in there; it can make a poor connection. Usually, radios. If you go far enough back, you remember you used to always have to mess around with the, or even the TV. Those antennas they're very, very <laughs> finicky, right. so you gotta gotta have just a good connection there. All right, here's a text. Uh, a 2017 Chevy Malibu, very low coolant in the car. No leaks in the ground. Where is it going? I hear a swish noise when coming to a stop. That comes from Judy. So the swish noise might be because it's getting low and you have a little air in the system. Um, if it's not leaking on the ground, it's not overheating, you start, you start to wonder what's going on. So I, I think um, somebody should pressure test the system which is uh, you take it into the shop, they apply pressure to the system, they monitor all the the radiator, the hoses, uh, all the different parts of the heating system and the cooling system, and try to determine where the coolant's going. If we don't have any luck there, maybe we go a little bit further, we inspect a spark plug. Maybe it's starting to burn some coolant. You know, and typically if a car is burning antifreeze, there'll be some signs of that on that spark plug as it leaves a little residue behind. Uh, or we could check, you know, one step further is a head gasket, look for any kind of... Uh, exhaust in that cooling system. So if it's burning coolant where it's getting low, that means that exhaust is replacing it. So they're, they're switching those two systems, and you can use a gas analyzer to see if there's any exhaust in that antifreeze. Okay, very good. Uh, Texas says this. I have a 2012 Ford Fusion with a 2.3-liter four-cylinder. Uh, it seems like there is a lag of one or two seconds when I – it moves around here uh, – shift the transmission into drive. This seems more frequent now than when I purchased the car in 2013. Is this normal, or is there a problem on the horizon? 
you know, the, the typical wear and tear of a car is hard to measure. The rule of thumb is if there's uh, some sort of, you know, if there's some sort of fault that an electrical part of this vehicle will pick up, there will be a code. So meaning if there's enough wear somewhere where one of those sensors sees it's out of range, it's going to flag a code. Now, if there's a little bit of wear where the sensors don't pick it up, doesn't mean it's on the, it's broke, but maybe something's starting to, you know, um, become due for service, I guess is the easiest way to put it. So I would, you know, next time it's on an emergency, next time it's in for service, share that information with your provider and say, hey, I've noticed this scenario. Can you try to duplicate that for me and give me some advice? That's probably the best advice I can give that person. All right. Very good. Uh, Texter says this, uh, back in the old days, <laughs> I like your comment about old cars. Uh, radiators used to get flushed. Is that still being done? Yes, not as often. Uh, you know, we were just talking the other day. I can't remember the last time we had a radiator hose blow off other mm. than a the result of something else. Um, coolant has changed. Cars have changed. I, I do think that the protection level of the antifreezes is sufficient. To, not forever. They usually say 100,000 miles, which is a good number. But I think the bigger issue is that everybody thinks it's good not to freeze, but you have to keep in mind that there's different types of metals inside that engine, whether it's you know steel, uh, there's uh, aluminum, there's all these different corrosive metals, and this antifreeze is floating around all of them. And so it can become corrosive, which can be difficult on gaskets and seals. So not just we have to keep in mind we don't want it to freeze up in the winter, which is what we've been taught, but we also want to make sure we don't create a leak from lack of maintenance. So check the owner's manual, go online, you know, check with your manufacturer, figure out what that interval is for the antifreeze. Do have that flushed out to prevent you a, a breakdown, quite honestly. But in, in looking at manuals and, or maintenance schedules, it seems like it's way it's a, down. It's 100,000 miles. See, yeah, cars, yeah, exactly. Which is probably fair. All right. I'll tell you what, what's fair is uh, you coming in and helping our listeners out. That's more than fair. So I'll tell you what, let's do this. Why don't you give the uh, number for Lloyd's Automotive and, uh, and the website and all that stuff? All right. I won't be there today, but any other day, call me. Uh, we're at 651-228-1316. If you happen to be on Grand Avenue doing a little shopping for the upcoming seasons, stop by and see us. We're at 982 Grand Avenue. And then if you're in front of your uh, computer device, whatever it may be, we're at lloydsautomotive.net, and that's spelled L L. O-Y-D-S, automotive.net. Nick, thanks for your help. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Thank you. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.